First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pod of the Everyman. The Two Beers, Two Beers Podcast. Podcast. Jordan and Drew slinging it on the reel. On the reel. Do, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our backs just to make it fair on all the other podcasts. Just to make it fair. We are at episode 147. 147? Really? Is that? Uh, yes, it is. Is that? Uh... It is not. It is not a fake out. It is actually is that a episode one forty seven. It is. It is a quinky dink. Quinky you know, dink. You know why it's a quinky dink? Uh. I think so. I think so. Let it flow. It's a quinkinink because Bud Terrence Crawford takes all the belts at 147, stopping. Hold on, Aaron hold on, Spence. hold on. Oh, God, that was so <laughs> Oh, baby. Well, here, before we get too crazy, let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three, and a two, and a... Ah. I'm going back to the well on these Cindy's Hard Mountain Teas. What you got? I purchased a new tequila on okay. Saturday for the fight. Uh, this is Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if this is his or he's just a spokesman or what his involvement is. Uh, Fletcher Azul. But it was, uh, it was voted the number one, uh, sipping tequila in 2023. Now, God only knows I'm sure he paid for that, but, (laughs) um, pretty solid. I have the Blanco, Blanco flavor. All right. For those of you who don't speak Sipping on some agave. That means white. Um. All right, so yeah, what a weekend! What, what a, a weekend! Weekend. Oh, but oh, but Jordan, uh, 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 but Errol, Errol, Errol is way trained, and, and uh, uh, you know he he was mad enough to to go out and fight him, blah blah blah. Shut up, <laughs> oh, oh, but you, you guys, we just, we just picked Errol to win. You guys are so mean. Like, you picked them all right. Shut up, bitch. Oh, but you, you're making fun of PBC and Al Heyman after they just put on this big event and, and you don't make fun of Bob Arum. You're telling on yourselves. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Keep 
going. Keep going. Oh, man. Oh, I got so many we, good ones. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We never oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I know I can beat him. I feel I can beat him. I see myself beating him. You ever fought a champion that was two two way divisions, right? Oh, wait, wait. What's that? Oh, oh, sorry, Earl. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, so. Oh, but, but, but you can tell he, you can tell he might have been drunk and somebody might have spiked his drink. Shut up, bitch. Oh, 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 oh poor Earl. Shut up, bitch. Earl is still our hero. Shut up, bitch. We're the boxing community. We should all be, be getting along and celebrating two warriors. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's celebrating two warriors. That's what would have happened if Earl would have won. Yeah. Oh, man. Whoops, his ass, bro. Oh, man. Uh, look, should, I, I don't, even, I don't, it's I don't not even know. hate on Arrow. It's just hate on the people yeah. who told so, us for five years. They told us that Crawford was a hype job and he was nothing. Didn't fight nobody. He, he would never. He would never even be able to hold Arrow's jock. And it was. And also, let's revisit this. Uh, 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 well, I'll save this for the end. I'll save this for the end. All right, but, all right. Let's let let's let's bar let's Barry Horowitz ourselves first. Specif Absolute Barry Horowitz. Specifically, I'm, you because I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my shoulder out, Barry Horowitz. You you called the fight to an absolute T. You said that you thought that these guys would press early. Somebody somebody would land the first shot, and it would be how the other guy reacted. And you felt that. That guy overpressing to get back in the fight was going to lead to the eventual knockout, and in your call was going to be Bud Crawford somewhere in seven to ten. I think you said right. Seven through nine. Seven through nine, and he ends up getting. He ends up. He gets. <laughs> he gets the first knockdown with about twenty seconds left in the second round, and I don't know if you. If you I know if you you bought it on Showtime. Um, so apparently if you buy it on Showtime pay-per-view, you don't, you don't have that archived, which I don't understand why you paid. I bought it on the it. app. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. Showtime um, yeah. I bought it on my cables paper, ion paper, whatever it is. It's like just Comcast. It's like, that's how I bought it. Um, and so it records. So now I also have 12 hours of, it, it records for 12 hours, the, ch <laughs> the channel. So I have 12 hours recorded on my DVR. Um, but I've watched the fight like five times. You can see on the replay that there's these two dudes looking, and when Errol Spence is on the ground and about to get up, the eyes of the one guy is like, it's just so hilarious because it's like, oh, sh you can see it's like a, oh, shit, he is in trouble. <laughs> um, Somebody in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's so hilarious. Um, it's something you pick up on after you watch it like five, six times. Uh, and yeah, Bud, Bud gets the first knockdown. Errol comes out. He presses in in round three. Um, you know, tries to tries to get the round back. Uh, Bud Bud's already feeling good, feeling confident, and then it is just a whitewash from there. Round seven, we have multiple knockdowns. Uh, 
and then finally we get the stoppage in round nine um, from the from the referee. Quite honestly, I'm not going to criticize Derek James, like whatever, but I, I, I was pretty shocked that he, they didn't stop that fight much earlier. Um, the only I thing I could, the only I thing was well, the only thing I could think of was that it seemed like Errol still kind of had his legs under him, even though he was just getting absolutely just decimated with heavy shots, man, just heavy shots. Um, he he still had his legs under him. He was still coming forward. Yeah, yeah. The pro- the problem was the the um the accuracy of Bud, like which is too much. Yeah, hitting over fifty percent of his connections. Power punches. I mean, it was that was the problem. It, but yeah. Arrow was was and he was still coming forward too. He was still on the attack. It was yeah. just that Bud's timing. He had him. He had him absolutely timed. Yeah, and what Errol and the other problem with Errol too was that why I thought they might stop it was like there was nothing coming back. Like he was throwing punches, but man, they weren't doing anything. No, it like doing anything. like they Here, were. Here's, here's the other thing. It's I, I knew that they they w- would wouldn't stop it. It's it was a combination of pride and inexperience in for, of the situation. They. Never in a million years did they prepare for a scenario where he was getting his ass whooped. So yeah. what what the corner was seeing and what Arrow was experiencing was the most foreign thing any of them had ever right. even not only experienced but imagined in their wildest imagination. Yeah. It was they were they were lost, absolutely lost. Which is understandable. And then there's the pride element of, well, my guy got three belts. What if he lands just a lands punch a shot, yeah. That changes that changes things. So yeah. I gotta let him keep going in case that happens. Right. Like that's Yeah, yeah and again, I like I'm not, I'm not yeah, there's a lot of people criticizing Derek James. Like I'm I'm not doing it. I just nah. I, I just I just thought from just some of the shots he was taking, like and you could just see his head snapping back nonstop. I'm like, all right, man, it's, at some point you should probably live for another day. Uh yeah, and I, you know, it's I and so you had that all there. You know, I I thought there'd be multiple knockdowns. I'm glad you took the over one and a half knockdowns because I, I felt really good about that. Um, even though I, I thought it would go to the cards because I just I, I just thought Spence would be too durable um, to get to get stopped. And as much as I love Bud and I, I know what a killer he is, and I just was afraid that if it got to the cards, we would just I, I'll just, I'll forever be scarred by the by the just this my soul being ripped out. When they when they announced that Haiti beat Loma, when the entire arena was waiting for Ennu, uh, so I just had the bias there. But man, we were we were spot on there. You know, I guess the only thing we didn't really anticipate was that you know Bud was going to out jab the jabber, um, which was pretty fun. Uh, and I was so pissed because I I texted you the morning after we released the pod, and I was like, Jesus, for two days I've been tell I've been saying to myself. Bud's got to neutralize the jab. He's got to avoid the jab. He's got to do what Loma did to Haney and neutralize the jab, the jab. And then I forgot to – I completely whiffed on it on the pod last week and didn't, <laughs> and didn't bring it up. Like we, brought, we brought it up as a strength of Errol, but, like, didn't bring it up as, yeah, Crawford needs to neutralize that. And it turned out he neutralized it by by meeting his jab with his own jab. And, man, those, those freakish long arms uh, came in handy. And that was another thing that Errol – Two two interesting things. Uh, in the second round, I noticed this on another rewatch. Errol Spence tried to get on the inside on Bud and lay on him, and Bud just shoves him off like with no effort. And oh, like yeah. that, and that's like uh, this is this is this is the guy that's supposed to be bigger and stronger than me, and like Bud just completely 
pushes him right off of him with no yep. w- with nothing. Um, and that was interesting. And I like Errol's never. I and I, I don't think I, I have to look at Ugas, but like of these guys that he's fought, like he's always had the advantages in in size. And like you know, while while he may be have a bigger frame than bud like that that those long ass arms like they matter and when he when he's so accurate with them um i thought it was interesting after the fight where they talked about um in camp they usually do a flicking jab i was gonna bring that up yeah yeah and they you know they they They, um, they intentionally converted it to a power jab a thud yeah a thudding jab because they knew that errol was was too strong and too durable for for that and amen and that's how he, he knocked he took him down in the second round with it was basically a jab to his chest uh yeah and which and, and you know they they called it a flash knockdown, but I don't know, man. Like again, I've, I've watched it so many times now because it's just so sweet. But like Arrow, not that he looked hurt, but when Bud went at him in the last six seconds, like he was openly trying to stay out of harm's way. So yeah. I, I thought I thought he was dead. Maybe it was just like the shell shock of oh shit, I just got knocked down for the first time. Because whenever I think I forget who it was that said it. When you see a guy get knocked down and they're like smiling, that's when like they're in trouble. Like the other guy, like they're hurt and they're in trouble and don't know how to react. Um, and that's what he was doing after he got up. So that was wild. Um, the seventh, the, the two knockdowns in the seventh. He just hit Spence with a beautiful, just a beautiful counter right, um, right uppercut. And that's usually a, a big money shot for for Bud as well. Puts him down and then hits him with two two uh, basically a double hook. Um, where Bud, but he said after the fight, he said I you know he he was he aimed for his ear a bunch to try to um, mess with Spence's equilibri- equi- equilibrium. equilibrium button. So like they just tactically had the plan. Like, it just seemed like they had more of a game plan. And as you listen to a lot of these podcasts after the fact, a lot of them were saying you know like you you. That was the one thing about Errol. Like you, you know what you're getting with him. Like Errol Spence fights one way. He's just so good at it and so consistent that it makes him. It's why he's really good and why he's hard to beat because he's just so good at what he does. Whereas Crawford, the switchability, the extra tools, you know, that's what that that's what people why people who picked Crawford, you know, really thought where Crawford had the edge from a um, adaptability perspective. And we really saw it because Errol, even when Errol was, you know, getting beat up, he kept kind of going back to the same thing. Let me jab, jab to get to the inside, throw those couple, those couple, um, you know, hooks to the body, and try to hurt Crawford or her Crawford. But the problem was, by that point, um, you know, he just didn't have. I think Bud had just done so much damage. There just wasn't a lot of power coming back on on those shots. So um, pretty. Pretty wild, uh, yeah. And quite honestly, I think every all three judges had it fifty nine, fifty one. Yep. At the time of the stoppage, yep. the only difference was two judges gave Spence the first round. I, I thought Spence won the first round. I thought he can try again. I the first round is how I thought most of the first half of the fight would go, where Spence would would dictate um, dictate distance and range with his jab. Um, you know. He'd occasionally get Bud caught on the ropes, work do work the body a little bit. It, when you look at the punch, I actually thought he landed like about eight or nine shots, and he ended up only ended landing five, but Bud only landed two. And I think you said that you thought Bud landed like ten in the first. Uh, I did in the first round, um, but it was yeah. Bud Bud was just you could just tell like he was just down. You know, I I I know we overuse the word downloading, but he was just getting he was getting his range and get just basically feeling out what Errol Spence was gonna do. 
Um, and that's what he did, and he took took full advantage of it uh, the rest of the way. And quite honestly, man, like, and I and we don't do this on our scorecards. They could they could the, the the fifth round could have been a ten eight round. I mean, he out he outlanded him thirty four eleven. Yeah, thirty four eleven, man. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that was. Yeah, the fifth round was – that's when it was, like, danger zone for Errol Spence. I was like, man, I almost gave him t- – I, I had my – we didn't do cards. Uh, we were way too nervous to do Yeah, that. we didn't do the cards, but I had my um, my judge – the judge pad app that I have on my phone. So I did keep, like, my scorecard, and I was so tempted to do a 10-8 because I'm just like, he just whooped his ass. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, final, final punch stats um, – uh, Crawford, bah, 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 where are we? Total punches. Uh, Errol Spence, 96 of 480. Bud Crawford, 185 of 369. He lands wow. 50% of total punches, 42% of his jabs, 60% of his body punches he connected on. That's wow. like, that's pa- just power um, or body? Body. Power, power punches body. Like, I, I never really know the difference on how CompuBox does it. Uh, no, they, they separate the two. Was it power punches or body? Well, it says power punches body. Oh, it says, oh, oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so. and not, you know, you covered it well. I'll just add that, you know, look, I, we, I put the receipts on our social media. I, I bet exactly what I said. I bet 25 on these 25 a piece on these four things under 10 and a half rounds. Over one and a half knockouts, the fight to be the fight to stop in seven through nine, and then Dra- DraftKings was running their special. It was Bud to win seven through twelve, so I took that, even though I thought it would be seven through nine. But I just it was like their special they had on the dashboard, so I just said fine. I'll just I'll take the extra three rounds. Yeah. So I bet all those. I got the profit boost on one of them, one one of like four hundred eighty bucks. It was sweet. Uh, I'm 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 glad you cashed in, bro. No, it's it's great. I'm um, glad you cashed in. So yeah, now here's where a couple interesting points I want to go. Um, the the, the first thing I want to talk about, which which honestly I've listened to as many podcasts as I could, um, uh, about this, and nobody's talking about how how about Bud, through this whole negotiating process, knowing his worth, telling these guys, like, you're short-sighting me. I'm not taking your deal. He yep. goes and get, gets active in the ring and fights David Evanesen yep. for $10 million. Then he comes back, rekindles the negotiations, gets the deal that he's comfortable with, cashes in again. Yep. So, like, Errol just waited, called him a bunch of names, all that crap, and then gets ends up getting his ass kicked. And not only – so not only does Bud win the negotiations and win the fight, but he threw in that other fight and got the extra $10 million on top of all that. So, yeah, I just want to say I, – I just want to give, you know, kudos to him, round of applause, 
played Barry, that. Barry Horowitz himself. Should Barry Barry Horowitz that talk about betting on yourself? The guy goes and fights Avenizen as a, as a warm up. Avenizen gave him a better fight than Errol, Errol Spence did. Everybody, every his everybody at welterweight that he's fought gave it. Even Kel Brook, the third Kel Brook only lasted four rounds, but the first three rounds he he was better than Errol Spence was against Terence Crawford. Yeah, um, and so he goes. Again, it's just nobody's talking about how masterful it was for Bud to go take the other fight, scoop up an extra $10 million, and then go win and absolutely kick ass in this fight. It's just like, I mean, we've now, good, like, that's king shit right there. Good well, lord. And we've now good seen, lord. Yeah, we've now seen in the last, um, the last two fights, right? The two big ones, Tiafimo, Josh Taylor, and now Bud Errol Spence. Like, activity matters, guys. Activity matters. Especially like and, your company. And your... Bud knew that. And that's why Bud, like, Bud is just so smart. Like, yes. Like, you can you, you couldn't have played that out any smarter than what he did. Like, he, that is just masterful to go take the other fight. Like, that's another freaking $10 million on top of yeah. getting all the belts in the ass kicking. Like, that's, why is that not being he, emphasized? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. and the whole time, and you know, I, I always, and not, and not to mention, he just randomly throws Eminem's uh, name out on Instagram and ends up getting him to walk him out to the ring, which was yeah. epic. Um, and and by the way, like for everybody, Kai, are we in a safe space? Are we in the, are we in the tree, the trust tree? Go for it. I actually prefer when these guys don't like do the live rap in the. I, I I'd rather have the music. Really? I, I could like I couldn't even understand what the fuck Errol like that guy that walked Errol Spence out. I don't know what the hell he was saying half the time. I couldn't even hear him. Well, that's yeah. I'm more I'm more of a live well, music it, like it's I because I, it's a mumble rapper though. He was that's his whole thing is like we from Texas and that's like that's the point. Yeah, of that I, song, I I I'd rather I I I'd rather actually the music. That's me. That's a personal. It's a personal huh. choice. I just I just prefer it. I just prefer it. I know I know people were complaining. Oh, why wasn't M rapping? It's like guys like Eminem's. I mean, I'm just introduced Bud Crawford. Like, can we come on, man? Um, it was pretty dope. But yeah, and and I always, you know, I always defended Bud, even though, and I, I feel like you even started to turn a little bit after um, after the Avenesian thing. Like, I never, I never blamed Bud for his comments when he said, "I don't need like I don't need Errol Spence. Like, I'm fine if I if I if I don't get the fight with Errol Spence, I don't get the fight with Errol Spence." No, I I always agree. I we always said is like, dude, Bud's a. a automatic he's already a hall of yeah famer, and it right? was and that and yeah because his whole the, the whole people are like oh he doesn't care about his legacy it's like what are you talking about like he's he's uh he's he's one of like at the time he was one of like four people that had been undisputed in the four but in the four belt era he was a three-weight world champion like he was he's been up on the he's been a top consensus top three pound for pound guy for at least it <laughs> Four, five. I was, six, I was gonna, I was like, gonna say decade of dominance. <laughs> um, but at least, but at least since 2016, 2017. So like, we're going on six, seven years now. Um, I was like, he, like, he doesn't need her. So he, he's and he's already made, he's already made like life changing money. Like it seems like Bud like lives a pretty simple lifestyle. Like he doesn't need to take whatever dog shit deal. PBC and Errol Spence and Al like that they wanted to give him like when they were up there oh, he'll have to take that that twenty percent we break him off or thirty percent we break like he didn't need to do that like that's that's what people don't that's, understand that's they were what, all like, that's what yes I'm, and they were said, like, yes. I know we kept telling people that yeah. and that's why I'm bringing well, it up again Bud was right yeah, Bud, Bud was right Bud, he didn't, he Bud, 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 Bud needs to just Bud needs to take the twenty percent and just shut his mouth blah blah shut up bitch Bud you exactly. can't put a price on two time undisputed shut up bitch. 
losers yep. losers uh, um yeah and i yeah i agree yeah that you should give enough credit to him and for and listen i and we we've talked about oh wait hold on what else you got what else you got are we uh, are we getting on things. the uh are, are we getting on the stands yet wait I, we haven't yet oh uh, I, I got i got even more like nonsense for the stands uh okay go ahead go ahead uh yeah hold up let me cook um and so for all these for all these Errol stands, right? And this is like, like this whole thing about Errol Spence. Like, and this Errol Spence isn't isn't innocent. Like he's he's also, you know, um, you know, tried to discredit Bud over the last uh, the last five years. Which and whatever, I get that. He's like, you know, he's he's a boxer. Like he's he's trying to get his cut and and all that stuff. Um, but now all these fans of Errol Spence that are trying to act like they only picked. Like, oh, we were just picking our guy. We were just picking our guy. Blah blah blah. Like, fuck you. Get out of here. Like, that's what's uh, what's that guy's name? That's Musty Energy, and I say that respectfully. I'm disrespecting all you. F that. They all they 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 were shitting on Bud. What whatever he said after the fight, they blackballed me. They were they talked bad about me. You know, they were try they they tried to rip apart his resume, even though he was stopping dudes that nobody else was stopping. No, 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 no. You're getting all this. And guess what? If Errol's got to be a casualty of all your nonsense, luckily we're trained stat. We're 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 trained uh, to get to get at stands thanks to like the LeBron stands, man. Like that is musty energy. That is loser energy. Like stop all big those time, dudes, big time loser. Energy. Yeah, like like Ray Jackson and boxing ego, all these people like that. Like randomly, somehow for some reason, like ten thousand people follow these people on fucking Twitter for some reason. Um, That's probably about how many are in the cult. Yeah, I know, right? And it's like, oh, we will just stand up by our guy. Like we don't, the P- we don't the predict BBC them all. Right. Cult. All yeah. of our guys are awesome, and all of your guys suck. Yeah. Well, um, guess what? Now yeah. we've seen we've seen what uh, we've seen. Uh, who is the other guy? Uh, Fulton get his ass kicked, and we've seen uh, Errol get his ass kicked. So yeah. and uh, by two so top there, rank so, guys. So, so there's that, Whoops. and then there's the, uh, you know, and listen, Errol, sure, Errol. He, so, so he didn't make excuses, but, but, the fact that any chance he's gotten, he's brought up the hundred and fifty pound, the hundred and fifty four pound thing, is basically an excuse, basically trying to say he was weight trained, so like. just because he didn't come out and like blame it for the loss initially like he already changed his instagram to 154 when he sent when he sent like a message out to bud it was uh you know hashtag 154 like he's he's making built-in excuses to me that's that's just as bad like the fact that he keeps bringing up the friggin' weight man um and guess what if if he was if he was weight trained and was a 60 percent guess whose fault that is that's Errol Spence's fault. That is Derek James's fault. I, I don't know who his manager, who his like actual manager is, but that's Showtime Boxing's fault. That is PBC's fault, and that is his advisor Al Heyman's fault because they all wanted to leave Crawford for last, and they they pushed this fight out at way longer than it needed to. So if you have anyone to blame for Errol Spence not maybe not being at a hundred percent because of the weight cut, blame all those people. Don't play Bunk Crawford. It's no one else's fault, and he don't get to use that as an excuse because his plan was always for Bud Lass. He always wanted to fight fight the easy guys first. He's on. He is on camera saying that. So I, I don't want to hear that nonsense. That is complete crap. 
And everybody, what did we hear from all the all the Arrow stands? Yo, Arrow look good. You see Arrow hitting that body bag? Ooh, he gonna he gonna break that Omaha boy. He gonna break Omaha. And then the uh, you know apparently there was the rumor or oh, spread of rumors that Bud missed weight, and he went he was over by a, a few you know like a couple tenths of a pound or whatever it was. Um, Oh, yeah. oh, Arrow looks so good. Arrow looks so good. And oh man, Bud don't look like he's ready for the moment. He doesn't look like he's ready for the, the fuck out of here. You're you're all I, I hope people pick on these guys for another another three years and continue to show a picture of Errol's Errol Errol getting beat the F up. Losers. Yep. Musty energy. And I say that respectfully. Alright. I good job. Um so Wanted to bring up a couple other things. Two-time undisputed in the four-belt era. O- only guy to do it. Um, where where are we where are we slotting in Bud all time as of right now? Um, Porter Way. I couldn't remember if it was if it was Porter Way or Kenobio. I think it was Porter Way. They were talking about maybe it was maybe it was Kenobio and Algier. I I can't remember, but somebody was saying. Andre Ward level, and to me, I think that's just undercutting. Bud, Bud. yeah, yeah. Word, like, words, words, career is tough. Um, I'm like that. I just I, to me, I, I I got Bud comfortably above Ward. I agree. Um, I, I, then, I I would as well. And and, and I and I say that because and I'm I'm probably a bigger Andre Ward guy than you are. Um, probably are. Yeah. But like, he is destroying people at this point. Like, he's, a, he's annihilating people. Yeah, and, and that, and to me, that's that's the difference between like Ward. Ward was a professional and went in there and did what he needed to do to win fights. Which there's nothing. I'm not downputting that at all. But like Bud, Bud is out there, and, and Bud has never had. You know, Bud's never. God, fucking Phillies. Uh, Bud's never had a controversial win. Yeah. Like there's no there's no debate on Bud's resume in a fight. And 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 Ward will always have that. Listen, he got he won on the scorecards and then he he stopped Kovalev in um in the second fight, but he's always going to have that first fight where the majority of people believe that he lost to Kovalev and got gifted a hometown decision. So, um I don't I mean all times tough. Like I I I somebody threw Bernard Hopkins out there. Behind, I, uh, I I, I kind of liked that. I thought that was a good tier. Just because B Hop came in his comeback at, at at a late age and just was yeah. a wrecking ball for I don't know X amount. Maybe he was years. a world champion just, at fifty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, here's here's what I and I, I said this on so I don't know if I said it on our live or or what, but if if Bud moves up to one fifty four, and he's forty and zero now, uh, he's a three weight champion, two time undisputed. If he moves up to 154 and beats, I, I do think they're actually gonna have. I do think they're gonna have a rematch here. Um, well, we'll get to that next. And if he goes at the 154 and he beats Arrow again, and then he takes the belts off of Charlo to become a four. Ah, uh, we got to don't let me forget about that because that was fucking epic. Um, he becomes a four weight champion, a three time undisputed in the four belt error, and beat all these dudes at their at their apex then then the floyd to me the floyd crawford conversation can be had 
where you can actually, I, I think, and I, like, just because Floyd will have a few more wins than him. Like, you get, like, Con, the Conor McGregor win counts as one of Floyd's 50. Like, are you fucking serious? Um, I think that's a legitimate, and, like, Bud Roy becomes a legitimate conversation. Like, I have Roy way up there on the list. Like, I don't really look at Roy's record because a lot of these are, you know, he's fighting, he's just basically fighting because he wants to in his mid-40s and he's racking up some losses. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't I don't look at a lot of if, that stuff. If Bud goes up to 154 and gets, and gets all the belts there, I think you start to put him, uh, to me, I thought you start to put him up in the in the four kings level uh the guys in the 80s the the leonard duran yeah yeah leonard yeah duran um marvelous marvin and uh hearns i i think i think you start to put them in in that pantheon and and maybe i'm over i don't think i'm overshooting those guys but i i think at that point you go man he would have fit right in with those guys you don't you don't you don't think he's in that conversation already? Pro- probably, but those guys just had I think those guys had more high like the fight that Bud just had, those guys had probably like four or five of those contests each. And not not necessarily the result, but like the the height of Bud versus Errol Spence is like such a, a a marquee matchup. Like each one of those guys probably fought like four marquee matchups. So and and won various le- You know, I don't know the records of them each in marquee matchups, but I'm just saying, like, if Bud did like one more of the marquee matchup, say, say it's against a Charlo for all the belts, and he wins that, then I think it's like okay. I th- I think it. From the eye test, yeah, sure. I I, th- I think you could you could say he slots in with those. But then you put uh, like a Charlo on his resume, and then I think he's just resume and eye test just goes puts him in right there. Is what I'm saying. Does it make sense? Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think I think what Crawford just did and how he's been doing it already has him in uh in the four kings level. I, I think he's close. I, I think he's I, like I like. I mean, you might be right. I like. I like it. Um, but I, so I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Um, so then I wanted to talk about who does Bud fight next? What path? You know, we kind of just touched on yeah. 154. It's here's my problem with Bud fighting Charlo next. Charlo is going up to one freaking. 68 one freaking 68 to fight Canelo like Roy Jones couldn't put on and lose that much weight and be competitive so like Charlo's gonna do that like no disrespect to Charlo he's a fine fighter you know showed a ton of heart you know against Castaño but like so the guy who had his hands full with Castaño is gonna go gain 14 pounds to fight Canelo and then drop 14 pounds to go fight Bud Crawford? Dude, that is... That's, like, are you trying to hurt somebody? Like, are you trying to murder somebody? <laughs> because if I was trying to punish somebody and, like, trying to get them hurt, I'd be like, alright, you need to gain 14 pounds and go fight Canelo, and then I want you to drop 14 pounds and go fight the killer Bud Crawford. Like, 
That's how you freaking get <coughs> That's how you get somebody hurt. Like that's yeah. not a good idea at all. So I highly question whether that is actually going to happen. Highly I don't question. think I, like, that, 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 I, I think what would make the most sense like it's kind of a shame that like this Charlo versus Canelo thing like took form because I the fight that should happen next for like the same thing that should happen next would be Bud versus Charlo next and Canelo fight an actual 168 pounder like or try get try to hammer out something with Bivol again yeah like like it's fine in a vacuum Charlo versus Canelo fine like who cares but it's just you're you're gonna ask this man to put on 14 pounds and fight Canelo and then drain 14 pounds and fight Bud Crawford well he, he may might, just he, va- he, he may just vacate I mean he just he, he might had die a, if that he actually does that I so. mean he had a he had a he had a front row seat to watch his uh, stablemate get the shit beat out of him so he may just vacate the titles after he fights Canelo anyway and campaign at 160. He might. Um, which that was that w- that might have been the that might have been more more uh, impressive than the beatdown of Errol Spence. The fact that in the middle of the fight, when he knocks Spence down twice in the seventh round, twice he goes over to Charlo in the audience and starts talking shit to him, telling him that he's next. That was. I, I've, 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 I've tweeted this to multiple people that have posted the clip. That was like jo- that was like Joe Montana in the eighty was it the eighty eight Super Bowl against the Bengals when he he broke his huddle with I don't know I think there was a, it was the game winning drive they out, they're they're down and he breaks his huddle to tell his point out to his teammates he's like hey isn't that John Candy out there in the uh, in the audience and. Uh, like in such a big spot, and Crawford in the middle of the biggest fight of his life, like it like, is so aware that like Charlo, where Charlo is, stops and just basically looks at him, and goes Bill Goldberg's him, and goes you're next. Ugh. And then after he gets the stoppage, I didn't, I didn't see how that was comparable to Joe Montana, but I I, I like just the fact that like it's like this big moment, and it's like he's 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 just he just knows he's got it, and he's so he's just so comfortable in the moment that he's like paying attention to who the, to the fucking celebrities that are on the sidelines. Where like some people might be like, just so in their own heads, uh, because they've got ninety seconds. I, I liked your energy behind it, but I, I didn't see how it was comparable. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it go. It's very comparable. I, I'm, um, here, I'm here for you. And then after after Bug gets a stoppage, he climbs on the ropes like goddamn King Kong and just like starts fucking flexing at him. Oh my god, that was so awesome. It was awesome. Um, yeah. But that, I think it was. Um, I don't want to say it was Teddy Atlas that. Uh, it was either Rick Glazer or Teddy Atlas that tweeted, I've seen this before, or it was Teddy Atlas. And it, may have, it was either a tweet or an Instagram said, "I've you know, the greats emulate the greats. And I think Roberto Duran did that to somebody, like pointed somebody out in the crowd after a knockout and like grabbed their nuts. And uh, so that was that was pretty yeah. cool. Well, I mean, that was that was after he won a fight. Not, not, not while the Cor- fight was still correct. going on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, so that was awesome. What else? What else? What else you got on this epic um, night? Well, we were just talking about. I want to talk. Well, more I do about think. This. I do think. Well, I and and again, I do think the Spence rematch will happen. I I I do think Spence may. 
The only, the only reason why I think Spence may f- fare better at 154, if if he was, if he just was drained a little bit, which again, I have no sympathy for him, um, was just the fact that even as Bud was just absolutely pummeling him, he, he did always seem to have his legs under him, and he was able to get up from all those those knockdowns. So I, I'd be curious if maybe he'd be he'd be a little tougher and he'd have a little a, a little bit better of a game plan at 154 no. pounds. No. I mean, I don't I, think so either. It's no the the whole thing, like I said, was it's like a high scoring football game. You got to get that early lead and make the make them press and come to you. And I think honestly, I think it's same thing. I think Bud's timing and his competitiveness. Not that he gets necessarily another knockdown in the first three, but I think he just builds an early lead again. Because because I don't know I don't think Errol can do anything different despite being heavier I don't yeah. like Bud's Bud's gonna be equally strong like nothing I don't see anything changing even with with that and and may, maybe he goes the distance but I think it's still an ass kicking um and another thing. I was uh ah shit what was I like I heard like Carson Mark was like well. If Arrow's slightly better and Bud has a slightly more off night, you know, slightly worse, it could help even things out. That doesn't bridge the gap of a fifty-five or sixty percent connect rate. Like that's it's true. Ar- Ar- Arrow can be more defensively, having more of a defensive posture, but Arrow's not a counter puncher. So that just means Bud now is can be more creative in his offensive assault. That's fair. <laughs> So I, I don't see how that would change things. Um, ugh, damn it! I had something. I had something, and I All lost right, this. So let let's play this scenario out. Let's say the the rematch happens on one fifty four, which presumably will be for some kind of belt. Because let's just say. Well, Charlo has all the belts. Hold on, hold on, now, okay, Skeeter. Uh, so the Charlo fight is going to happen with Canelo. So say yes. he loses to Canelo, and he's like, "Screw it, I'm not coming back down." So, I don't. They probably don't put all the belts on the line, but there's probably at least one, if not two, of the belts on the line for the rematch at 154. Is my guess. So, Bud would scoop up one or two right there. Then there would be vacated belts. So then he'd have to fight. I think Tim Zhu is a number one contender, which I don't see that as a fight whatsoever. Tim Zhu is is Kmart brand, Errol Spence, uh, I, and then uh, you know I don't even know who else like who else would he even have to friggin' beat at 154, Castaño I guess for the other belt, yeah. um, which fine you know he'll beat him too. So Bud's what 35 years old? That's three fights. So say that's that is what at least 12 if not 16 months from now so then he's going on 37 at at age i'm sorry at you know he in three time undisputed at that point yeah that's probably what's left um which to me is kind of a shame because he say he only has five fights left and three of them he has to i'm going to use the word waste on another errol spence fight uh, way undermatched Tim Zhu, which does nothing for his legacy, and then Castaño, which pretty much does nothing for his legacy. 
Um, I'd like to see him fight Boots at, at 147, yeah. just just in case Boots end up ends up being awesome. Like he could put that on his resume. Um, but other than that, th- the only other thing I could think of for Bud, and and I this feels like a stretch, but people were throwing this out there for Errol. Any chance after Canelo fights Charlo that there's a Bud Canelo fight? At what? So, uh, I don't think Canelo would. Uh, so would, uh, would boil down to 160 at this point. I don't think so either. The last time Canelo fought at 160 was, uh, it was either 2016 or 2018. I forget which one, but it's it was the uh, Triple G fights was his last two bouts at 160. Yeah, and that's been a hot minute. So. I don't, I don't see him boiling himself down to 160 for that reason either. Um, yeah. You know, Triple G's too old at 160. I mean, I don't even know who. Whatever. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that either. But I mean, that would be a heck of a feather in the cap for either guy. That's that's a true legacy fight. Um, and if you're Bud Crawford and you got five fights left, like. You got to put all the getting all the belts at 154 kind of in your sights, you know, just for legacy purposes. But at the same time, like, what names are even around to give you a legacy fight in like in in the in the couple weight weight divisions above and below? Um, which also leads me to, um, did you see on Twitter that the PBC stands? We're saying Tank Davis would would knock out Bud. That's like their new. Shut figure. up! Is this a new thing? Oh, you didn't see that? They they had like a one of those things that's like spaces on uh, Twitter, where like they everyone jumps in and talks. Tank himself was in it. Tank said he would knock out Bud in five rounds or six rounds or something like that. Wow, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, that's what people are doing. But that's that's, that's what we're I, doing. I don't even know what weight. Like, well, I, I mean, I guess one forty-seven. It's only twelve pounds, right? Like, yeah. uh, are we serious? I don't know. So anyway, so I, I kind of threw a lot at you. Where do you, you know, okay, say he fights Spence again, and then then what what can Bud do for his his resume, and where does he um, go with the limited time he has left? I mean, it's really just. I mean, you can. I mean, you can only fight so, who's do, there. Does he get Charlo? Does Charlo actually fight Canelo, then come back down? Uh, he could. If Charlo beats Canelo, I I could kind of see Charlo being like, you know what? Let me just let me just go for it. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I I I think Charlo would come back down because I mean he's listen he's he's going up to one sixty he's going up to one sixty eight because it's going to be the highest payday of his career. Like let's right. to fight Canelo. Right. Like let's. Let's not construe these things, and it's a it's a it's a win win for him because nobody he's got a built in excuse. He's already got a loss anyway, um, and if he loses to Canelo, it's gonna be like, well, he, he dared to be great because that's like the new thing of boxing. He dared to be great. Um, yeah, so I I think he would come back down. I got I don't know. Like I, I mean, Roy, it was more than fourteen pounds. Like Roy, didn't he didn't he go from one sixty eight to to heavyweight like to two hundred? He was already campaigning at light 170. Heavy, so he was at 175. And 
while he did fight at heavyweight, he himself was only in like the 190 to 195 range. All right, so, so he didn't actually get up to 200. Okay. Yeah, um, he did not. I, I looked that up like a month or two ago, and I was like, oh, I was like, he didn't even bother getting all the way up to 200. He just stopped himself at what, like 193 yeah. or whatever it was. It'll, it would ne- this in a perfect world here here here's what would happen for but and you just snuck and listen, he may he he may re- he may retire after uh, he fights Spence again and and because right. remember Bud's Bud's thirty six I mean Bud's not a young guy um, I think he he could a perfect run would be you rematch Errol at one fifty four just so there's none of this weight drain bullshit and you kick his ass Charlo comes Charlo does come back down. And you take all his belts, and then you go up to 160 and beat the other Charlo. And if I, I actually think, because I, and nobody knows how good this guy is, like at all. I think Boo Boo would come back down to 160 for a Crawford fight if the money was right. I was thinking about Boo Boo, yeah. And because I, I just wonder how good this guy. And I've been, I've been hearing Boo Boo Benavides. I, that, like. Please let that fight fucking happen, so we can finally find out how good one of those two guys actually is. Um, and then, like, there's just nothing else. You, I, I, what, I mean, if, here I, I found that uh, Roy Jones, uh, Ru- John Ruiz weighed two twenty six. Roy Jones weighed one ninety three. Wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah, I think one sixty eight is too high, and can, I just don't. I don't think Canelo is gonna come back down to one sixty. Yeah, maybe I, he goes I up. Maybe, maybe he goes all. I mean, I, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know what his walking walking around weight is. So, I I, I don't know. I don't know if but that's it's, too it's much. It's kind of a yeah. It's kind of an interesting proposition. It's like I I know he wants to stay active, but I don't know where he goes from here. Other than I, I guess the, I guess the Spence rematch. But yeah, but oh, I know what I wanted to say. How how is that even going to happen in December? That's five months from now. Forget the fact that Errol Spence. I don't. Errol, Errol Spence fights one every eight, once every eighteen months anyway. Like, how is he recovering from what just happened and get, getting back in training camp and in the ring in five months? Doesn't seem likely. Now it's crazy. And, and, and people were talking about maybe he is, you know, like has serious damage from this fight. I, I don't. Good. I don't think so. But he, if he gets back in the ring in December and takes another beating, at that point you're talking about a major car wreck and then four boxing matches, two of which he got absolutely his ass kicked in in, like, what, a four-year span? Yeah. He really might be damaging his body at that point. Like, I, I think he's fine now, but if he takes one more beating like that in a short time period, that's what would concern me. I mean, I, I... – I just don't know how. I, I don't even know how a commission, like like, like the, would, would like sanction trainer, him to fight in five months. The trainer really better have the towel ready, because if that if if yeah. that were if that were going sideways again, yeah, like you that's where you actually do have to take the car wreck into effect in, into consideration. Yeah, and you like, know what we though, I, <laughs> we can't let this guy's body just like keep getting battered at this age. Yeah, and let's let's not rule out a boots fight. That would be big for Crawford. And I, I, Crawford, I, I would pick Crawford, but like, oh boot, yeah, yeah, I'd pick Crawford. I, I won't talk myself into boots. Um, it, it, even though he's retired, it, it's still, I, I do still think it would mean something for him to 
be the only guy to stop Thurman. Because he would beat the shit out of him. I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody says about. Well, Thurman's Thurman's not flat-footed. Blah blah blah. blah. Keith Thurman's retired. He's fought twice in six years. Like, you think he's getting in there and and putting up a fight with Bud? He couldn't even he couldn't even stop Mario Barrios, who tank who tank dropped three times. I thought you were gonna say Floyd comes comes out from doing oh, all, all the. Uh, yeah. can, you, can you imagine how much money that would be? As like an exhibition over in Dubai or something? Yeah. Not not even an exhibition, like a real fight. Well, why would why would Floyd would never do that and fuck with his perfect record? Yeah. Um, there, there's no way. Other, other than yeah. money. But I do think I, I I do think it would mean something to have have the one stoppage on Thurm on Thurman's um, resume for Bud. Like it would be, and plus it would be pretty. It, it would also be pretty sweet if for all those years that they blackballed him and, and wouldn't give him a shot if he took out all three of those PBC champions in Porter, Thurman, and Errol Spence and stopped them all. The only one he wouldn't have got to was Manny. Yeah. Um, Maybe Pacquiao comes out of retirement to fight him. That'd be fun too. He always that, needs that money. That would do money. He always yeah. needs mo- he always needs money, right? That would do money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, that, I, that's a good point because again, it's like I, we're talking about money and legacy, and like while Pacquiao like shouldn't like that would be an a dangerous situation for Pacquiao. Like, it's a name. Like, it means something on your resume. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, that's why I'm saying I don't know where he goes. Last closing thought, Mr. Errol Spence. Okay, say he gets the Bud rematch. That's one thing. Say he does not get the Bud rematch. Where does he go from here? Uh, I think he moves up to 154, and I would pro if I were, I I would favor him against Castagna. I I wouldn't put him in with, in there with Tim Zoo, um, first, because I do I do think Tim Zoo's got some sneaky power, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put him in there with somebody that could do like legit damage to him. I I, I think I think he beats Zoo. I do t- I'm I'm not saying he wouldn't, but I I, I think Zoo I. I think you'd want a light touch for him at 154 for his first fight. Well, Castagna is not a light touch. Uh, but he, I mean, he he'd probably have like a pretty sizable like advantage on him. I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, Fendora's there. Who else do they have at one? Lubin. They got a. I mean, PBC's got a bunch of guys at 154. I mean, hell, he could rematch Danny at 154. Who's the guy? Um, I, uh, Tony. Um, he had Harrison. The belt. Yeah, Tony Harrison. That would be a light touch. Yeah, that's fair. If Harrison wants to get another fight in before he retires, sure. Um, After Zoo washed him out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could see that. That's fair. That's, that's not bad. So there, there's a there's a couple guys he can have a little little campaign here to to end out his career and try and collect a couple belts at one. Yeah, and listen, and and by the way, and because I don't think we talked about this um, last week, the rematch clause is can only be activated by the loser which is Spence, but the weight is decided by the winner, who's Bud Crawford. And I, I actually think if I were Bud, I'd be, I'd, I'd be, you know what, and just be like, nah, 147 again. Um, but I, I do think if Spence activates it, Bud will fight him at 154. I, um, yeah, I, I, I think Bud would fight him at 154 just because I think Bud wants to take away every last excuse they have and just be like, what now? 
And uh, yeah, and, and he and I mean he does he does he does have a respect for Spence. Um, and he did acknowledge it a bunch of times that if it was like Spence, Spence made that fight happen because he easily could have just done what his advisors had told him to do and move up to 154 and and just move away from the fight. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, um, so I think that exhausts everything I wanted to touch on on that fight. So good, so good, so good. What a night. Money, what? money, 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 money. Um, PB, PBC stands getting kicked off Twitter. Did they? Just uh, That lefty loyal guy or somebody went on some like anti-Semitic rant and uh, got suspended <laughs> off Twitter. You didn't see that? No. Yeah, yeah, man. He was. He did said something like, "If you're, if you're, if if you're a white devil, unfollow me." And started doing like, dude, he went crazy. Oh, that's amazing. All these people went missing, man. Uh it was great. You know what I? You know what I have to say to those people, Jo? Shut up, bitch. Oh, so good. I love it. So, so, very, very. Good. Bud fucking Crawford. Um Alright. So no boxing this week. Um we'll be back the following week. Um You ready you wanna move on to the MLB trade deadline? Sure. Alright, shift gears. Just that was that was such good boxing talk. Um, MLB trade deadline. I think, I think the names and the volume of trades involved kind of made it feel like it was a good deadline. Yeah. But I mean, I think it was kind of a dud of a deadline myself. Um, I, I think the biggest takeaways for me were two old pitchers got traded. Scherzer's having a better year than than Verlander, so Scherzer goes to the Rangers. Good move for them. Um, Ver, despite the massive contract, uh, Verlander goes back to the Astros, trying to catch lightning in a bottle for a po- another postseason run. Good for them shoving the chips. Um, you know the Angels are at least pretending like they want to be relevant. They brought in a gaggle of dudes, most notably Lucas Giolito, who was supposed to be a perennial Cy Young player, but is actually just like a random pitcher. Maybe he catches lightning in a bottle for the Angels, and maybe they make a run. I think they at least wanted to show Shohei that, like, hey, I, I know, like, that we're mediocre, but we're trying. <laughs> yeah. So, to, so like, try and, so, and, like, look, we're not trading you. We want you here. We're trying. We'll, we'll do what we can to bring guys in while also not strap ourselves long-term to anything and try and make you the centerpiece long-term. Um, and in the meantime, like the Mets are in long-term shambles, long-term meaning at least a year or two yep. where they are need to totally restructure their cost structure and their roster. Yankees are question mark. Like they don't suck, but like they're not good. And, with the contracts they have on the book, it just seems like they're in purgatory for another couple years. Uh, Phillies nibbled around the edges, which 
they've made good off-season moves the last two off-seasons, so it's like they kind of already made their moves. Um, you know, they kind of just need to get hot again and, and, and see if they can make another postseason run. Um, and then that's about it, I think. Um, you know, I know there were, again, there were other moves, but nothing really moved the needle per se. The Orioles just, I mean, they picked up, I think it was Jack Flaherty, which is fine depth, but again, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, the Rays, again, just some nibbling and I think, I think we're going from here. Uh, is that about cover the deadline? Yeah, not 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 a bunch of earth-shattering moves. So, um, real quick, if I can get my app up here, I was gonna say let's app just it re- up, baby. I said let's app it up. Damn app. Um, no, not live. Come on, MLB. I want to do. Uh, sorry, I was not team futures. Here we go. Who are you revisiting anything for the um World Series? No, it will be the Phillies and the Rays. Lock it in. The Rays to win the World Series are plus eight hundred. So here, here, I'll just I'll just read it down. Ready? World Series odds. Uh, and and I don't even I don't even remember what I picked previously. I I I, w- I think I was on the Padres train. I I I can't stay there. Um, I may have been on the Blue Blue Jays. Um, but I like I like your Rays, especially if Shane McClanahan can come back healthy, which he may have already done that actually. Now that I think about it. Um, and then uh, the Braves are just. I think the Braves are just got it going on too much with respect to the Dodgers. Yeah, the problem is, the problem is in baseball it seems like every year though the best team just doesn't make it to the World Series. Yeah, agreed. Unless they're stealing signs. So, Braves are plus 330 to win it all. Dodgers are plus 500. Astros plus 700, Rays plus 800. Rangers plus 1100. Orioles plus twelve hundred, Blue Jays plus sixteen hundred, Phillies plus sixteen hundred. Uh, I don't even care about the rest, but um, that's yeah, that's that's where we are with with MLB. Um, mm. I'm just trying to see if there's any any oddities out there on the division winners. Oh, Rays and Orioles are both plus one fifteen to win the AL East. So that's interesting. Um, bu- 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 Astros minus 135 to win the AOS and the Rangers plus 110. It's interesting. Um, but no, that's, that's, that's it. All right. Love it. Stretch, stretch, stretch run in baseball. Let's, let's see. Um, which I think leads us to everybody's favorite, favorite minute. minute in podcasting. podcasting the nascar pit stop and three two one go last week was richmond pretty boring race although i'd say halfway through the race brad keselowski seemed to be the car to beat he had a huge lead 
And I said, I was just like, can it be that I'm just going to have a sweep this weekend and have my favorite driver and one of my top three favorite boxers win? But nah, he fell back to like sixth or seventh and was stuck there. His teammate and his driver, Chris Busher, did win. So that was like kind of cool that, you know, he got the win as an owner. Mm-hmm. We did not have it. We fall a minus 40 and a half on the year. Good Lord, we need help. This week, Michigan. Brad Keselowski is from Michigan, from Detroit area. So this is the week. We need you, Brad. Plus 2,200, Brad. Chase Elliott, plus 1,500. Christopher Bell, plus 1,200. Kevin Harvick, plus 850. We need a hero. There's four four races left before the postseason, and still my favorite one of my favorite tracks, if not my favorite track of the season, Watkins Glen coming up in two weeks, August 20th. Usually it's early August, but it's mid to late August this year, Watkins Glen. Anyway, Michigan this week. Those are our picks. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, parlay. We lost the parlay, but I'm going to say this. Goff and, and Casey – Shay, friends of the pod, Goff was visiting this weekend, mm-hmm. and me, Casey, and Goff were hanging out all day Saturday. Lucky for me, I actually forgot to put the parlay in this week, so we're coming back with $10.50 again, even though we technically lost the parlay last week. So, Drew, we got to make it happen. Okay. What do you got? You go first. Hey, the the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. Football's back, bro. Can't wait. I just I just flipped the calendar. Voila, we got friggin' a football game: Jets versus Browns. Uh, I will not be betting that. And if you're gonna let me go first, I'm gonna go. Are you going weekend? Or are you going? We we got we got to sync sync these up. I was I was gonna go Phillies on Friday. Phillies on Friday, okay. So I will go. You're going Phillies on Friday against the Royals. I will go. Oh, frig the Dodgers had freaking the A's, and then they go to the Padres on Friday. God bless it. Womp womp. Okay, who did the A's play on Friday? I don't know. A's, where are you? Okay, today is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Where the frick are the A's, man? They're the only team in the league not playing on Friday? Seems sus. Seriously, am I going insane? Why Why is my app not showing them? I couldn't tell you. Ready. Okay, let me look at their schedule. They don't play Friday. That's How weird. do they not play Friday? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. Super they, weird. When's the last time a team had off on a Friday? Is this is this a thing? Is this happening? It they, seems like it is. They play they play Thursday and then they have a two game set with the Giants on Saturday. Hmm. Well, I'll be damned. That that takes. How do you always manage to screw me on these baseball picks? I I don't know. It just happens. 
Um, Octani pitches Thursday. Damn you, Drew. All right, let's go um, Brewers over the Pirates on Friday then. Okay. I like it. Brewers and Phillies. Let's go. Let's ride. $10.50. Let's ride. All right. So let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. Beer number two and a three and a two and a one. Victory Prima Pills. Ooh, some victory. I like that. I yeah. dig it. Yeah. Um, you're staying with your tequila? Yes, sir. Okay. Beer two. I did not watch um, Jack Ryan like I was hoping to. Didn't finish it. I did not restart The Witcher like I wanted to. I watched the first episode. I did finish and binge and finish season one. Yes. Of Dead City. Walking Dead, Dead City. And I want to hear your thoughts on it. So we touched on it very briefly last week where I said I kind of got sold. So, yeah, I want, I want, I want to hear you explain that more because I'm I, – I, well, I probably differ from you on this. So here's why. the the From the get-go, the premise that these – this this group of people from New York, led by a former savior, who throughout the entire, you know, uh, savior Alexandria battle, we've never met. The huh. fact that they were well, I don't so think he de- was there for that, right? Sure. Well, no, no, he was there for some of it apparently because they were torturing people from uh, the kingdom, um, and they mentioned Oceanside. I, anyway, um, they the fact that like. This group was – they needed food, so they were going to travel through New York, which is, you know, got the world record of, of walkers, cross the river, make a three-hour trek to Virginia to maybe find Hilltop to steal their grain, and then they were going to do this more than once and take Herschel as a hostage. Like – that being the premise of why Maggie got Negan and why they were going to the city was just so stupid that, like, I'm just like, this is so dumb. Like, I, I don't even care the rest of it is good. This just f- fucking doesn't make any sense. And, like, The Walking Dead has just, for the last four or five years, like, they just have not earned our trust. Like, they lost our trust. And, like, I found it completely plausible that they actually came up with that idea and thought that like, that would work. Um, the big surprise at that I, I, I teased last week at the end of episode five, Darlene Snell, baby. Oh man. From Ozarks. Uh, she, it, it ends up that she's actually pulling the strings behind the Croat and the New York, um, the, whatever you want to call them, the bad guys in New York, because they're. They're afraid. They're she. She's already starting to prepare for New Babylon to come to the city to get their methane. So they're making methane gas from freshly dead human corpses, um, and basically developing diesel. Right? 
Gas. No, not diesel. They just have energy. Yes. All right. Sure. There you go. Um, and to her point, anytime you have a resource, somebody's going to want to come get it. So, and you find out basically, basically so it say, was say that again. That she so she was. Well, you said so, they were par- Somebody was actually trying to come get it, or they were paranoid that they were prepared. They were preparing for the fact that New Babylon would have. They they that she be- she they she believed that eventually New Babylon would come to try to t- okay. try to take the methane. Okay, um, and so. You fight. You see, in in when Maggie is um, having one of her like delirious like flashback things for when she's like under under the ground for so long, it they do the flashback that shows she sees liar on the wall, and you see that the Croat went to went to Hilltop, because and took Herschel and gave her the wanted poster for Negan because they want Negan because they because the Croat had told Darlene Snell. About what a leader he was, and how he could he could rally all the um, the tribes together in New York to basically bend to their will, so that they would have the numbers and more resources to fight New Babylon. And he he basically gave it to Mag tasked Maggie with bringing Negan to them. So like that made sense then. So then I I could then I could sit back and be like. Okay, I, I I can buy this, and I can actually enjoy the show now because it's not it's not built off this most asinine premise that these people are trucking three hours to get green, um, and then that's the whole season finale is her her the song and dance with her and Negan and her her basic her getting Negan to the Croat um to get Herschel back and then and then you have the awesome Negan and Darlene Snell scene for like five minutes where. They were going back and forth with each other. That I thought was really funny. Um, and she wants them to lead, and then get basically, and then she gives him Herschel's toe, and basically threatens him that I know you care about this kid because you feel you feel like you you feel like you owe it to them to take care of them because you killed his dad, and I can always go back and get more and, and take more of his body parts if uh, if you don't comply with what I want. You you want a toe? I'll get you a toe. <laughs> yeah, with nail polish. Um, so that's why I actually I like I I enjoy. I thought that I thought this, I thought the walkers were cool. I I loved how they were in the garden. I thought that was really cool. So like I, I liked how they were in the, in how they were in the city. It was something different. It was just the whole premise of it that made no sense to me. And then once that kind of got explained, and then how they stretched out the new Babylon thing to basically confirm that yeah, like they're cool. We're getting away from uh, you know just taking we care of use our own their methane gas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually liked that, and then the the end scene where like they did the split screen of Maggie and Negan's faces. It all it, it actually it ended up tying together and making sense. Which again, like that has not happened. I I mean outside of High School Musical, like that just hasn't happened on The Walking Dead in like five years. So I I, I ended up being huh. a fan. Okay, so let me jump in. All right, go ahead. Clearly, you didn't feel the same. So this is this is what I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, it was, it was actually well done. Like it, everything about it, I I still don't like the premise. Let me start there. Like, I don't see how them going for grain was ridiculous 
but them going for Negan made sense. Well, like, because they, because they, they, because the Croat, because they don't, she doesn't have a a, a leader, basically. Okay, and that's that's ridiculous. Like, okay, all right. So here's 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 my problem. Darlene Snell is sitting in some library, and she has everyone subservient to her because question mark like why is well she like, the leader? maybe we'll find maybe we'll find that out at some point maybe because there is a of, there is a season two as of right now that makes no sense that like she's the leader of who and why and how many people like i i, I don't get that like negan being a leader the governor people who like wield a heavy hand like that makes sense. Hey, maggie maggie was the leader of hilltop Again, she was not deranged, and she like didn't just stay in the library. She... I mean, Darlene, Dar- Darlene, Darlene Snell blew a guy's ball straight off, man. Yes, in a different character in a different series, she did. You, Darlene you, you Snell, don't know. actually, no, Darlene Snell, I would actually choose to be a leader in this universe. <laughs> but whoever this lady is, just makes no sense. Okay. It's like seventy year old lady who just won't refuses to leave the library. I, I don't get why she's a leader. You have this psycho person who says like, Oh, I need someone that's an actor and can and, and daring enough to be the leader. Yeah. Okay okay. And so then the Croat who is another psycho is now gonna traverse the city, a river, and then what is normally a three to four hour drive, like to go get a person to be a leader because back in the day, this person helped lead a sanctuary who, by the way, they ended up losing the only major war they got into. Fair. But, <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> so so how does this make sense that like, oh, we, we, we need a Negan. Let's go get the Negan down down there, and like, and, and again, they don't it. even they don't even know if I he's alive. It. But they don't even know if he's alive. Like they're just going down to like. They got the like, wanted poster. What do you mean? Let's see. Let's see if we can go find Negan. They've got the wanted poster. Okay, fine. They have a wanted poster, but like, I, I it, that that is a major stretch to me. Major, okay. major. All right. Stretch. I I I found that to be at least I I could I, I could find live. it more plausible that they need food and they're going to get food. Like that's that's what I find more plausible. Okay. All right. That being said, you once you get over that hurdle, it actually was really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, it, I really like the it. scene with Madison Square Garden set up for the UFC fight. So with cool. Just zombies coming in every exit was awesome. Yes. So that cool. was that was that scene right there was worth the whole like justified the series because that mm-hmm. was just fantastic. And then, even though I was questioning why they just didn't go into the cage to begin with before they lost with, like fifty yeah, people, yeah, agreed. and like while they were in the cage, they couldn't have just used their weapons to like how they used to do the fence at Alexander or at the prison. At the prison, yep, exactly. Yeah, but that's all right. I'm not, but I don't want to nitpick. Exactly. Yeah, I was with you there. Um, I liked how the guy was a double cross, you know, trying to preserve his own interests. Um, yeah, everything in the sewers was good. Uh, I I just it was well done. Like and then the split screen with their faces, it was. I, I would say after the second or 
uh, after the third or fourth episode, I kind of saw it coming. I'm like, ah, I get it. Like, he's going to end up, Negan's going to end up switching sides, and it's going to be Maggie versus Negan. Um, so it's it's definitely, what, what I'm interested to see where where this is going, the final showdown versus Maggie versus Negan is going to be so loaded with such weight behind it whether that's end of season two or three we don't know but like yeah i wonder i want i wonder if they're just gonna just keep milking it if they've seen they see that it it did well like yeah let's do a third season um but it's only six episodes so it's not like they like you know are stacking it up i'm interested that that final scene it it'll be interesting to see if the writers believe in in um uh what am I trying to say? Forgiveness or not, because eventually it's gonna be Maggie versus Negan and Maggie's either going to be able to forgive him or not. And that's the whole that's the whole drive behind this entire like this spinoff is yeah. if Maggie can forgive Negan, and yeah, well, I mean that's that's what's keeping us hooked in for right now because we don't know how they're gonna play that out. Yeah. Like she she could not forgive him and kill him at the end. She could forgive him and event and just be done. You know, done with the whole thing. It could be some weird Shakespearean thing where, like, a murder-suicide at the end between, like, Negan kills her but then kills himself from the guilt or vice versa. Um, she can't kill him because, you know, she's just in her own head about, you know, she wants to forgive him, but she can't. But maybe, you know, is Herschel going to survive here to the end? Uh, well, she's well, Dar- wait, I, 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 did, I did like how Darlene Snell uh, snagged another teenage teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, that's I guess that's her thing. <laughs> oh, I got you. Like from from Ozark. Well, yeah, yeah, because she was buzzing. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she. I thought you meant like the zombie that like. Oh no, no, like. she's got she's got Herschel drawing drawing uh you know portraits like Jack and uh Jack and what's her face <laughs> on the goddamn Titanic. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, it's intriguing. It's good enough. It's good enough. That's a good. Uh, yeah. That's what I'll say. Uh, you have any, any, anything else to add to that? No, like I said, I once, once, uh, once that, once we saw that flashback, I was like, ah, all right, I'm, I'm in, I'm in now, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, I. What? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, I it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then you, now you're kind of rooting for the new Babylon guy too, because he he covered for Negan since Negan saved his ass a couple times. Yeah, I mean the the moral of this is in the zombie apocalypse, basically, uh, like like the great Christopher Nolan and his math problems once told us: you either you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain, which is basically the theme of the apocalypse. Kind of, yeah. Right? Because, like, New Babylon is supposed to be this, like, good place, but at the end of the day, now now they're going to go kill people for methane. Yeah, for them. Yeah, the methane gas. Right? Um, you know, Negan started off good and then lost his shit after, you know, his wife died because he got, you think those guys, like, 
had him held him hostage until he gave up the location of that place and she died and he wasn't with her so then he became a psychopath you know even Rick even even Rick turned dark there for a little while yeah so all right uh do you watch anything else you want to touch on uh I watched I did watch the first episode of the back half of the Witcher um I was it did, good the first episode it it there were it was I I gotta, I gotta say I I'm I'm very I do I do love the film editing of this season. Uh, there were some particularly gory scenes. Um, it didn't start off like hot and heavy with like death and murder like I thought it would based on how the finale the mid season finale was. Always not as it, it seems. seems. Um, yeah, I, I they're gonna struggle though when he leaves. I just I don't know. I mean I. Yeah, I know Tori knows the story and everything that's in there, and we don't. But like, I, I, I don't know. I, like, he, there's just something about Henry Cavill. Not that he's this great actor, but like, he's just perfect for that role. And I, yeah. I just don't know how. Like, they're gonna. It seems like they're gonna build. They're gonna build the show around Siri. And I, I just, I don't really have an interest in her. To be honest with you, like, it's nothing against the actress. Like, I just, yeah. You know, like it's the it, it, it's the Witcher. It's not. It's, uh, it's not the Elder Blood. It's yeah, the and it's not or what? What? What is she? The white light? What is she? Or the white elf? What's her like? What do they call her? I don't know. That was the elder blood. The white flame. The white flame. I get again. Uh, you know, I, I, it's. I'll say this. A coworker of mine started watching it with his wife, and he's like, "My wife just keeps saying, or I should say, his girlfriend. His girlfriend keeps saying." I can't tell what's going on, but I'm enjoying the hell out of this show. And I'm like, <laughs> that is the entire yeah. series. Like, yeah. You don't know what's going on, but it's very enjoyable. It, well, I was, oh, man, I, that was almost a perfect go from prom night joke until you threw in the very enjoyable. What? I don't know what's happening, but. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Hmm. That was, that was, that, that didn't, that didn't land for me. I'm sorry. I, well, I didn't get to do it because you. You threw it out there. It's all right. I don't have to fucking impress you. Uh, I was, I did throw you the softball. That didn't land for me though. But you just didn't, yeah, you know, didn't just like Gof didn't land on prom night. But uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all right. fat, the fat man makes it funny, and you go nuts. I give you gold and nothing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Witcher, Jack Ryan, the coming up next. Anything else? Yeah. Nah, I guess we should. Uh, what should we focus on for next week? Witcher or Jack Ryan? What should I? What should I binge here over the next few days? You tell me. Uh, you're the boss. <laughs> you make the rules. I'm just. I'm just lucky to be a part of the podcast. I mean, you're the one with all the time. You you binge them both. Although that 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 uh, blossoming pickleball career career year is getting in the way. That's true. You know, what? I'll I'll do Jack Ryan because I, I I really I'm really mad that I didn't finish the back half of last season. So I'll I'll do Jack Ryan. Okay, I'm gonna try and do both. Uh, that's well, I'll, okay. We'll talk Jack Ryan next week. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. Well, we are we are richer. We are wiser. Bud Crawford is. The king at 147. He is. He is. He and is. we are the king of this episode 147. So. Yeah. But, but Jordan, what about all the other podcasts that want to talk about Errol? Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. Uh. Wonder, is that the name of the episode? <laughs>
I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. All right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cordial right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs> <laughs>